time. Every time, buddy. We're back. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing fairly well. How about yourself? I'm doing welcome. <laughs> so, you already know this, but the listener doesn't. Um, Reagan is currently hanging out with the novel coronavirus known as COVID-19. Uh, I happens to the best of us. I do not know if I have it yet. I tested positive earlier, but you know, Just don't we live blame together. her if you get sick. All right, like, don't. <laughs> I would, I would never, I would Please. never. But um, for all I know, I'm just going to start hacking up a lung during this podcast. That's the only reason I bring it up is that if I okay. start, if I start you coughing, what. just assume I'll, assume I'm dead. Tell you what, I'll uh, I'll smoke a bunch of weed and, mm. and cough up a storm just to cover for you. Now there's a that's, solid plan. That's what kind of friend I am. Hell yeah. But uh take it yeah. out on my own brain. I wanted to start with a an email in sort of call to action thing. Uh That's I wrote how you this pronounce note- that email. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote this down months ago. Uh we 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 do a thing on regional foods. This is probably years ago at this point. And we've kind of done that just through chatting about regional foods. Yeah, but by now- traveling to Street Charles in Kenya. <laughs> Exactly. So now I want to hear other people's, like, I want the Scrapple equivalent of our yeah. listeners. What do, you, what do you call Scrapple? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, th- there's probably Every that. culture has a Scrapple. We need to know if it's Linguica to Porco or, or Scrapple. Yes. and uh, Or uh, one of the puddings over there in England, right? One, black the pudding. black one? Yeah, we both I, went black. Yeah, I think so. I think that's basically scrapple. White pudding just sounds gross when you yeah. know what it is. Yes, but it doesn't have to be a scrap. It could just be a weird food thing that you eat, like biltong or whatever. But uh, or or haggis. Just write in. Let us know. We 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 don't need to. If you don't want us to say your name, we won't. We'll just say like where you're from and what the food is. Because uh, we do, we definitely have some international listeners. I think that'd be yeah, interesting. But give but, us some cheeky biographical facts. I mean, you know, <laughs> make us guess. Yeah, your favorite scents. Leave maybe. <laughs> leave, leave us wanting more. Yeah, maybe maybe your favorite note. Like That's musical, musical note? note. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm not I, talking like you know A B C D. I'm not talking any of the F minor shit here. I'm talking like quarter note, sixteenth note. Oh. Note. None of that Spanish. Some people Fiji like a full rest. Some people Whoa. love a full rest. Insane. Yeah. It's all about the notes you're not playing. Am I right? That's, that's what jazz. And that's and what I'm every, not about that. I'm about every, New Orleans jazz, but you know, it's just spicier and they do it different. There's a shitload of brass. You don't talk that's, about that's what every dickhead says about both jazz and reggae. And if you ever hear someone say that, mock them to their face. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I I have not mocked you sufficiently enough. All right, here here's some more mocking. <laughs> Please do. Uh, no, uh, reggae. I I didn't know that it was about the notes that you're not playing. I thought it was the beats that you're not hitting. Like everything's on like that backbeat. Could be that. I just know this is what people. I'm not saying it's truthful. I'm just saying it's what people say about it. It's just what a guy in a fedora tells you. Yes. Although apparently I do like one reggae band, since according to uh, Ian Mackay. Fugazi is a reggae band, which I mean it isn't at all. But who am I to say that I it haven't isn't? known you to dislike reggae though? I would never seek it out, but uh the the problem now is that I'm in San Francisco and if you hear reggae music, you know it's just going to be some some white some white techies that are tough to be around. Man, whitey is the worst, I got to say. <laughs> Dude, is there anything worse than whitey? 
Uh, Joan asked me when I started calling him Whitey, and I was like, as soon as we got on that flight to Kenya, and like all of them were wearing safari hats. Like, yes, they were Whitey. Dude, there, it, that plinth hat look is is tough. That's a tough. I mean, look. It, it wasn't it wasn't like pith helmets, but it was it was wide rim <laughs> safari hats on a thirteen hour flight. It's like, come on, did you need the the sh- khaki shirt with the six pockets? No, you Dude, have that, nothing in them. That reading light, that reading light's pretty harsh. <laughs> That Wolfgang Puck Express, you're going to need all those all those pockets in your cargo shirt and cargo shorts to carry around all the napkins and cutlery pieces that they give you. I, I did w- appreciate one thing about the, the class system of, of their airline. So there are two classes. You Uh-oh. know immediately which one you are in. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> when you go to first class, you have a fucking bed. Whoa. <laughs> their their first class is just business class, and then everybody else is coach. Did you which which class were you? I was I was everybody else. Yeah, I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you would have mentioned it earlier if you hadn't been. Yeah, well, they were still advertising upgrades to me, like right up until like the day before we left. And I wish they had been advertising, you know, the requirements for for COVID testing to return to the United States. But instead, they were like, nah, nah. You want to fucking bet on this flight. And I did, but it wasn't, I, I wasn't going to pay for it. Yeah. I love those little gamble things you can do where it's like, if you're willing to spend like X amount, you might get it. If you spend X plus a hundred, you might get a little more, but then you spend it a little more. <laughs> that paid off for a Norwegian flight for us once to, uh, Norway. To Norway. No, I think it was to, uh, Spain, maybe. You flew a Norwegian flight to Spain. What were those Vikings doing? Uh, dude, I recently found out that apparently Norwegian Air Norwegian Air is as Norwegian as Taco Bell is Mexican. It's just not at all. Yeah, I think one of their hubs is like Providence. And I know dude, you can fly really cheap from Providence to like Ireland and Scotland. Huh. Yeah. They don't even own their planes. They rent them. Yeah, that seems like a very Scandinavian thing to do. I, yeah, but- I I know a couple of Icelandic airlines that did that. But it was like VC firms that started this. It was not actually a Scandinavian company. Viet, they, Viet they Kong? Just, yes. Charlie did this? Dude, Charlie don't surf, but he does fly <laughs> discount airlines to Europe from most major American airports. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> Good job, Charlie. I, I mean, sure. Uh, you kind of fucked up with uh, Wow Airlines. <laughs> sorry, sorry to name drop. I, I didn't mean we, to to bring in my my shitty airline sorrows into this. But if I gotta mention one bankrupt airline this this episode, it'll be Air Berlin. Ah, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> we never flew well, but I did. We, we did fly Wizz Air, which is the sort of Slavic Eastern European version of Wow. Wait, somebody saw the Wow model and was like, "Yup, that, yeah." It's Fuck. the whole plane reeks of the colognes they're trying to sell you, and I think water costs money. And we that was the one. The yogurt, we have the skier. You must did I tell you about skier. Did I tell you about the American who dumped a bunch of salt on me on a on a flight? Did I tell you about that? Is this intentional salting? Like, <sighs> did you did you look like you had low sodium? No, I was an unattended. Like they weren't victim. trying to do you a service. 
No. So what what had happened was we were getting on a Wizz Air flight in Macedonia, flying to Italy. Now, how how do you spell Wizz? I think this... it's W H I Z Z. I think it's two Z's. All right. Yeah, they got the money. They can they can afford that extra. Cool. Z. And We're so this for is for our foreign listeners. Yeah, and this isn't implying that they're some sort of wizard. This is more just like piss airlines. Like they're they're yes. just whiz airlines. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just pissing yes. in the wind. Yes, and so you know, I mean, it's a short flight, but there's no amenities at all. Not that you need them, and but you're also not paying for them. It was comically inexpensive, but. We get on the flight and I have my, like, just because I'm sweaty, I've got an undershirt on. And so that undershirt is tucked into my shorts. And then I just have like a short sleeve button down over that because it's, I mean, it's like 105 degrees outside or whatever. So Reagan and I are on the plane. I'm in the aisle seat. This guy gets on and he's, he's got like, you know, those Ikea bags that are fucking huge and basically made out of tarp material. Yeah, they're those dumpsters just on a smaller scale, like the top yes. dumpster. Yeah. This guy has one of those. It's not from Ikea, but it's the same bag. It's just a huge, like, it crinkles as he moves kind of a thing. And it's just an open top bag. It doesn't zip. It's just, it's it's for yeah. carrying, like, a large yeah. set of groceries or something. He's trying to shove that into the overhead bin above me for some reason. I think he might have been in like the emergency exit row so he didn't have like an overhead thing, but regardless, he's trying to shove this thing above me. And all of a sudden I feel this like tinkling of bits falling on on my head and stuff. And I cool. look up and all this shit is just falling out of his bag onto my head, down the back of my shirt, into my undershirt, nice. so therefore directly into my sweaty ass and now stuck just all up in my underwear and all over me and all in my hair and stuff. And he and I was just like, what the fuck? And he, he says with an American accent, again, we're in Macedonia. There's like basically no one there speaks English, let alone is an American. And he just goes, don't worry, man. It's just salt. And it's just like, <laughs> that's relax, not, bro. <laughs> that is so far down the list of what's wrong. I don't care what it is, really, honestly, but it's falling on me. But now that you bring it up, why do you have a loose bag of salt? Like, I'm not aware of Macedonia being known for its salt mines. <laughs> but yeah, and it's just like, dude, you can't be dumping salt on some. He hadn't heard me speak. He did not know I was American. He did not know I was an English-speaking person. He just dumped salt on on a stranger and then in English was just like, it's cool. It's salt. And that's the ugly American that like makes people hate americans outside of america like that is some unacceptable behavior and so according to reagan i went full red i, I didn't say anything because I, I was completely unprepared for how to react to that yeah and so i just did like a, a full blue screen inside my head just shut down reboot but my face went full red and she's like i've never seen you like actually mad before and uh, I didn't do anything. I didn't do a thing because so well, Reagan saw red. You didn't see red. She saw red. She saw me go red. Yeah, wow. and I was just like, damn, uh, that's wild. But uh, don't pour salt on the man. I mean, I guess like it was just such a weird thing. So that was the last time we flew was there. That happened. Um, oh, I'm so, I'm sorry you had such an unfortunate experience on Wiz Air. Look, it wasn't. Next time we'll try to make it piss. <laughs> I mean, it's Wiz Air. I should have expected it to be kind of salty. You know, I think piss is pretty salty. <laughs> you think? 
I've never tasted it. Come on. I'm I can't remember tasting it. I'll rephrase. Um, but yeah, dude, I figured we could, uh, we haven't done like old stories in a while. I figured we could do another amalgamation of like our work, our goofy work shit. If oh, you're yeah. down, unless you have more you want to talk about of current times, which I'm also good for. Uh, no, current times suck. I mean, there's some more <laughs> Kenya shit, but you know, it, we'll get to yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, of course. Now let me very professionally bring up, uh, f- for the listener, we have actually, we have a doc of all of our jobs listed out and we've highlighted the ones we've talked about. Look at that. Yeah. Look, look at that. Wow. Yeah. Damn, I'm yeah. still in the blockbuster phase of my life as far as what I've told people about. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I feel like I talked about, yeah, the last job that I had and my current job, surveying. Uh, but there, there's a bunch in between because guess what? I'm basically unemployable after like a year. <laughs> <laughs> Either you're going to fire me or I'm going to quit in a blaze of glory. Yeah, man. <laughs> those are, those are your two options with me. <laughs> you're not the, you're not one for authority necessarily. Uh, which is fine. Sure. Sure. That's why you bought land in the woods. You know, it's it it's one of those things that just makes sense. It does. It really does. Now, uh let's see. So I'm I'm still at the blockbuster phase. So for those who who care to to go back and listen, the episodes are work jerks and part, you know, part 1 and work jerks part 2. Uh, I think there's just two. There might be three. Who the fuck knows? Whatever this is posted as, we'll have a number. And then you can find the previous ones I'll, if you I'm going to gamble. So I'm going to say it's number four. I think we I did think three. It, I think it might be. Yeah. But uh, so I'm just going to wrap up Blockbuster real fucking quick because we don't necessarily. I, I think I got a lot of the main anecdotes out. But I worked at uh, the one in Middletown for a little while while I was doing a co-op. So the college I went to was a five-year program where you did internships for semesters. That yeah. And we heard it. about one of your your other internships on that uh solo cast also yes, by did. the way yeah i liked uh i liked the name that you came up with for our bud <laughs> what oh. was it what was it jake he called i think so <laughs> yeah i just had to make uh, some i wanted a generic sounding name nice yeah but uh yeah so uh so i i did these internships so i did one uh at the college near where we grew up which i'm not gonna say but it's pretty easy to figure out what it was and, uh, but while I was working there full time, I would then go and work at the Middletown Delaware Blockbuster full time after that. So I was working about 45 hours a week. I was making like eight, eight fifty an hour, maybe at both jobs. Yeah. I mean, we're talking some serious coin. And yeah, I would, dude, I, you, you grind it. You were a <laughs> grinder for just minimum wage work. Yeah. I was in either your early twenties. I was either a store manager or an assistant store manager for the blockbuster and then i was just i worked in a machine shop for the physics lab of this university for a professor who would constantly most of our interactions were him making fun of what i ate for lunch and then me hanging out with two old machinists and they taught me how to do machining stuff which was dope and then i would drive over to blockbuster and you know pretend to do work there i forget if i talked about inventories but we would just get the that that blockbuster we really took advantage of the inventory process failing where you'd scan all the movies and if at the end 
You scan everything in the store. And at the end, you went to submit it. And if it errored out, it just deleted everything you did. There was no way to, to recover it. And so... There was no auto saves or checkpoints. Yeah. You know, yeah. This was just you start the game and you have one life. This was original Super Mario. Yeah. And so sometimes we just go in and hang out and watch like Batman or like the, you know, like the Dark Knight movie on Blu-ray and then in the, in the, the, the PS3 display they gave us and drink a couple of beers in the dark and then go home and just, I'd be like, Hey, uh, you know, district manager guy, it fair franchise owner guy. It failed. Um, which was fun. And then the, yeah. The, the co-op job, not, not my, I mean, other than me falling in love with like machining and, and, and working with my hands and stuff, there wasn't a ton interesting shit that happened other than like, you know, I, I made a couple of things. I did at one point, very, it might have been like my first day at this thing. The professor was like, Hey, before you do anything else, um, I've got this fucking, some sort of compressor that was full of helium, like a little one, a little handheld one, not, not, not anything big, real small tank on it. And he was like, there's some helium in there that I want you to get out of it and put it into this vessel so that we can use it for later. Cause it's not enough that we can just unscrew the tank. It's like inside the actual tubing of the compressor or some shit. And I was like, all right, how am I going to do this? And before he'd even left the room after telling me to to do that, I un I turned one thing like a quarter turned, completely degassed the entire system, and nice. the whole room just filled up with helium <laughs> to the point that our voices did get affected for about thirty seconds. And uh, he was just like, "Well, I mean, I guess you didn't waste any time failing, which is good. So, you know, that was probably only a hundred or so bucks worth of helium. So that's fine." And then he walked out of the room and. He was just wow. happy. Yeah, he was just happy that I hadn't spent like a couple days trying to figure out how to get the helium out of it before doing that, and like you know, failing anyway. So uh, if you're gonna fail, I guess fail immediately. There's a lesson. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had one in college. Uh, uh, this was actually at the same. You called it a college. It's very bold of you. I I worked at at the agriculture department for this university, and. Oh. Uh, I got well, I worked access. for the College of Physics. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Somebody's on the right side of the tracks. That's that's real. Dude, now that's... they know it's near train tracks. What the fuck? Oh, college near fi- train. They're going to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to figure out how blue the chicken is. No. Um, <laughs> I had access to way too much... Uh, liquid nitrogen and rock tumblers and yes. had no supervision. So I did, I feel like almost the opposite of what you did <laughs> where, where you, you know, fell in love with machining and you're like, oh man, you know, this is a trait and, and a skill that I can use the rest of my life. Whereas me, it was just, can I freeze and destroy a bunch of shit? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Like we were both probably juniors, seniors. I, I don't know how you, how you, uh, <clears throat> classify yourself with the northeastern i know they have uh, oh, a nomenclature yeah. That, yeah, that some the, people subscribe to and some people don't they use terms like midler and third year since it's a five-year program and yeah. it's it's it, borderline it, harry potter is yeah, what it, it is it, it doesn't get any more normal to say because in boston you're surrounded by colleges so even though everyone at your college is using one of those two terms 
Nobody else is. So you're still like, don't the worry. Fucking I'm a rising third year. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I froze way too many bananas and apples from, from my daily lunch and smashed them. Once, once most people were out of the, the laboratories and, yeah. and offices. Yeah. There was this nice little courtyard that I would, I would smash a lot of fruit in. There were ants all over. Awesome. It. Uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. That was my fault. Got to keep them alive. Yeah. That doctor did not give me a letter of recommendation. Uh, unsurprising. I did an inventory of his lab. Okay. He asked me to. Okay. I'm guessing some things were missing that he thought were there. Yeah. That, uh, but hey, don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it doesn't, fault. doesn't mean you took him. No, I don't think I did. <laughs> yeah. I think I broke him. <laughs> uh, hell yeah. Let's see. I got a Dover Blockbuster line here. All I did there, I didn't work there very long in the Dover, Delaware one. But what I did have happen was the store manager there put Dover on my name tag. So it said Ben Dover. And then I got a formal write-up from the franchise owner about that. And uh, my boss yeah. did, not, did not have my back uh, at all, even though he did it. Which is pretty cool. That's very cool in a boss. Yeah. I, I, Spinelessness is something that you need in a boss. Yeah. Uh, quite and honestly. I want to triple down that this was not, a, a, you know, previous guest Anthony, that boss. He was my boss at a blockbuster, but not that one. It was not him. He's, he would, he would, he, he absolutely had our backs. Yeah. He would own up to that or, or he would take it maybe a step further. And it's like, no, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't make that name tag. Or he'd be like, uh, he has one that says Ben Elkton and Ben Newark, and here he just happens to be in Dover. What the fuck? <laughs> it's not my fault. Yeah. Something like this. The naming conventions of Blockbuster in the late 2000s was ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, the next next place I worked at was uh, the, my last long-term Blockbuster was on Mass Ave in Boston. And I had a real good crew there. That was my first time working for a corporate blockbuster. Finally sold out, went corporate on them. Um, which basically means that guy who didn't like me and wrote me up and fired a bunch of my friends for total bullshit wasn't involved anymore because he was a franchise guy. So corporate had, you know, an even more soulless corporate structure. And yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, I joined in so late. That, uh, I mean, Blockbuster, basically when I started Blockbuster, it was the peak of the number of Blockbuster stores, like almost to the month. And then it was just a decline while I worked there. And so all the previous stores I'd worked at had pretty much closed. And I was up at the Mass Ave one and I thought the thing you're telling me, you're telling me that Blockbuster closed stores in suburban and rural Delaware before (laughs) it closed the Mass Ave store. Oh, yeah. Can you Gotta believe love it? Corporate. Can you believe it? But uh, th- we always heard at the franchise stores because Blockbuster was owned by Mormons, and so there were these like I forget the exact wording, but you had every six months you had to take like a it wasn't a purity test, but it was like a a test of values and mo- a morality test. I think it was called something like this, and you had to go nice. in the back and like sit down at the fucking. Windows 98 DOS ass computer with these corny videos and just be like, you know, in this situation, what would you do? And also, do you love Jesus Christ and all this? Like it was 
very strange, but I never had to do it. I thought I was finally going to have to do it because it did sound like it's strange in like a way that you want to experience at least once. But uh, they'd already eliminated that from the company culture because Redbox very much existed and Netflix was starting to. And so I think they were beginning to panic. Yeah. 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 Needed, needed as many hires as they could get. And uh, I think a lot of people would not keep a minimum wage job that requires you to effectively swear your soul to a corporate overlord. Like, like quite literally, like I, I hereby say that I'm a good person on, I put my hand on this copy of Annapolis. (laughs) (laughs) Bring out the Blu-ray copy of 10 things I hate about you. And I shall swear upon thee that I don't drink or do drugs. While I'm actively kind of buzzed at work. I'm just thinking about that mass abs store. Uh, did you have like a laminated sign in the front that just said, we do not have the departed? <laughs> do not no, try you, to run it here. It keeps you know getting goddamn stolen. Well, you know goddamn well we had the departed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had like a full wall of the departed like years after it came out. This is like, this is like the home COVID tests that we have. Yes. CVS on all of their stores. Uh, I've been to probably 10 CVS stores, or yep. passed by at least, but every single one on the front door, it says, we do not have a home COVID test. Yeah. We had go to the we- pharmacy. They have another sign. That person will tell you, <laughs> you got to check with the people up front. And the people up front look at like a, a little counter that that's obscured from your view and be like, uh, no, we don't have any COVID tests. And you're going to have to trust me on that one, chief. Although I know people who have bought them, I still don't know if they exist. Yeah, we, uh, we've had those signs up since like early December and I was in nice. a CVS buying, uh, I make Reagan a Christmas card every year. I make her cards for like all sorts of stuff. So I had to buy like craft supplies. So I went to CVS to buy craft supplies and I just heard the one woman behind the counter answer the phone with like, thank you for calling CVS such and such. Uh, we currently do not have any COVID tests. We may be getting some in tomorrow. How can I help you? And usually, the, like, there'd be a brief pause and then her going, yep, maybe tomorrow. Okay. Thank you. And like that was like every call yeah. was just so that's so she had incorporated it into her, her answer, which is something to watch this dude. Watch how professional this is. That's something we would do at Blockbuster when there was some very popular movie that had just gotten released. We'd be like, thank you for calling Blockbuster Mass Ave. We don't have any copies of Valkyrie. How can I like? This is Ben. How can I help you? And usually you just hear a click. Like it would just be like, that was all I wanted. Bam. We do not have Max Payne. Yeah. Or when it was about five minutes to close, you'd be like, thank you for calling Blockbuster Mass F. We close in five minutes. This is Ben. How can I help you? And then you'd also hear a lot of like clicks after that. Hey, can you stay open for like 15 minutes? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, this 12. Was, I think I could do it in 12. This was pre-smartphone or this was, this is the area where like some people were getting to have, but we called them space phones at the time. We, we mocked those people for being bougie. And so you couldn't just look up when Blockbuster closed instantly. Like now, now we can all, we don't even think about it. We just like, we can just look what a store's hours are. And occasionally, if we're like, it's yeah, says I don't have close. to interact with a person, and I can survive for like years. Yeah, once in a blue moon, you'll be like, it says that hardware store closes at six p.m., but that doesn't seem right. I bet they're still open, and you call up, and they're like, "Why did you call? Don't call me. Lose this number. Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love the a like the all the home businesses that you see. And it's like, oh, that 
that house makes cakes. <laughs> <laughs> that one is an auto repair shop. That's cool. Uh, but also just the, the businesses that have been closed for months and Google do- still hasn't figured it out because nobody wants to help Google. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It was like, uh, what was that? Google Plus, that social media that Google tried to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, we just didn't support it. Yeah. Not only that, but remember when Google just changed its name to Alphabet and nobody uses that language? I mean, th- th- like, that is the parent company. They just changed their, like, yeah. overlord company to Alphabet. Nobody fucking says that. Nobody cares. Uh, well, I mean, they do. And I'm, and I'm sure Maybe. the resistance movement does, but we're not them. We're not them. Hail Google. Hail Alphabet. I love, I think it's Kilowatt is a bar in San Francisco that's still hanging, hanging in there. And it's this old cool dive bar. I believe that was the place, although it might have been Molotov's, where when, remember when Google Glass was going around and I, like, I never saw any in person. Lens or glass? Glass, like, like the, the glass. The one that looks at your eye. It's yeah, like, it, it was supposed to give you kind of a heads-up display as the user, but there was yeah. just a camera mounted in Tom, the lens. Tom Clancy's Advanced Warfighter, but just for civilian use. Yeah, and it was corny as fuck. And so, like, there was this it new was a story bad that game. There, <laughs> there was a new story I remember hearing in Boston because that's where I was at the time about this person went in with Google Glass to a bar in San Francisco because you know it's tech capital, of the, like at least America. So of course somebody had one, but they went to a dive bar and they were like, "You can't fucking wear that in here. Quit filming all of us." And they like punched the guy in the face and broke them. <laughs> it just like it became like a news story. Uh, I've been to that bar. I forget if if it's Kilowatt or Molotovs. I'm 99% sure it's one of them. I've definitely been to it because every time I go in, I'm somebody I'm with will be like, this is the place where they punch the guy. <laughs> Hell yes. Yeah, I could Love Google that. it, but I won't. But, uh, you know, yeah, that's about- good to see that that level of resistance occurring in the heartland of the tech. Hey, man. People people were freer back then. Hearts there and were, minds. Yeah, hearts and minds. You got to win hearts and minds, and that's how you do it, by <laughs> punching some yuppie right in his fucking Google glasses. <laughs> well, but, do you, I mean, do you get destruction of property for that based on how expensive the glasses is? Or it's like, I, just give me the assault, please. I, dude, I'll I honestly, simple assault. I honestly don't know how it played out because I know the person who did the attacking was like, I was being filmed against my will. Like, what the fuck? So I destroyed the camera. I think I won. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there was only one reasonable reaction, and it was to deck this guy right in his his glasses. (laughs) Right in his Google glasses. Uh, Hey, Sergey Brin, this is for you. But yeah, so that Mass Ave store, good good group of friends I made there. Uh, a bunch of kids that went to Berkeley, the music school, not the California sciencey school. Um, but it, the problem was because it's on Mass Ave, it's kind of it's like a pretty main street in Boston. Yeah, near a lot of colleges, and so you'd end up with like, and we were open pretty late because Blockbuster, you know, it does. There's not a lot of overhead. And so there would just be people that would walk in and be like, you guys are just hammered drunk. You guys are still fucking open. It's fucking crazy. Like people still fucking come here. And it's like, yeah, dude, dude it's I how I, it's how I buy food. DVDs? Yeah. I don't know if I have anything to play DVDs. 
and then and then they try to walk out the door they just came in, but it was one of those doors that only has a handle on one side because they wanted you to come in and walk around the whole counter. Oh, I remember the layout. It's a good go layout. Back. Yeah. And yeah, so they, the old trap. They'd come in and talk shit and then get kind of stuck and be like, oh, fuck, how do I do? How do I get out of here? And, you know, sometimes you help them, sometimes you don't. I'm upset that I didn't do that to you. <laughs> I really, I really feel like I, I missed out on some good hassling. Yeah, I mean, by the end, I had I had some pretty sweet uh, sort of nah, shifts set, set up. I would have taken it too far. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I worked the Sunday shift, which meant you were by yourself the whole day. Uh, you, you you opened, and then somebody came in for the last four hours. But your whole shift, you were by yourself. You started later because it was a Sunday; it didn't open as early. But it was just you, and you had to make the Saturday night deposit, which I always hated doing because. It is very clear that you're just walking down the street with cash, and there's no one back at the store to be like, Ben never came back from that cash drop. Sh- like, <laughs> <laughs> Should we alert the authorities? Yeah, but there was this one old dude some, from somewhere in the south, this awesome old black guy who would be coming home from church in like fantastic suits, and one time he came in with a styrofoam container and was just like, hey, man. Uh, our, my church sells shrimp and grits and had some leftovers. Like I, 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 I bought this extra one. Do you want it? And I was just like, yeah, because you you can't go and get food during your shift because the store is open and there's nobody to cover you. So you just you'd either bring food and there wasn't a fridge, or you just ate like you know mint chocolate chip cookie dough bites and green vaults until you got to go home. And so this was, this ruled. And so this guy gave me that and I think you saw how excited I was. And that became a thing. Every Sunday he'd bring me, you know, like fish and grits or shrimp. Holy it was, shit. It was almost always grits, but it'd be a, a varying protein. But, uh, he would just bring me that. I don't know what fucking church he went to. Like we, like apparently Boston has basically like a southern black church in it somewhere that does like fish fries afterwards. Yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah, I mean, it's not the craziest thing I've ever heard of, but I, he's the only evidence I ever saw of it. Like, you'd think we would have heard about that from more people, but. Yeah, when you said shrimp and grits, I was like, wait, wait, he's Mass, Mass Ave? Yeah, Mass Ave Blockbuster. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, We've you know. have been looking for good grits for like eight years. I helped a few other stores close down, which is a good way to make money because you could go, what you would do. When you it's found a good a way store- to build a DVD collection. Yeah. When you when you found out a store was closing down, you'd go to that store and you'd find that, you know, a, a, a lot of the newer movies, they would transfer to stores that weren't closing down. But then what was left, you were allowed to buy. And if it was a newer movie, they'd charge it, the, the, the price would be like 25 bucks, you know, like pretty insane. So what you'd do is you'd take a box and you'd grab all the things you wanted to get. You'd hide that box in the back room because over the, over the month that they closed down, those prices dropped because they were like, we got to sell this shit. And so eventually, once all those DVD prices were down to like a quarter, 50 cents, maybe a dollar, you just stole the box and didn't pay any money anyway. Yes. And if you covered shifts at that store, Netflix was mostly online or mostly doing the the mailing stuff at that point. I think they were beginning streaming, but it was still mostly the mailers. If you guys can remember like that strange yeah. phase. The only one I didn't return was witness. Nice. I don't know who stole it or why, <laughs> but I'm still looking for you. A very ironic I, thing to steal. I had to pay Netflix like 20 bucks for witness. <laughs> I should have paid next to nothing. That hurts. That hurts. It wasn't even a good movie. No. 
Like it's why? Not- why do they make her Amish? They couldn't have found anyone else. I had to pay twenty dollars to Netflix for <laughs> Hollywood Homicide, Josh Hartnett's best movie with Harrison Ford. Oh man! <laughs> but, but we both made Harrison Ford mistakes. <laughs> But Blockbuster Online was a thing where it was basically just Netflix. It was mailers. But I don't know if anybody remembers the ads. You could bring in, instead of mailing it back and waiting, you could bring in your now-watched DVD to the store. And we'd scan it. Unrewound. Yeah. You didn't even have to rewind it because it was a DVD. (laughs) And we'd swap it out. for. It had to be an old movie. It had to be more than a year old. But it'd be for one free rental for that. And so... When a store was closing down, if you got somebody to sign up for Blockbuster Online, you got $10 directly added to your paycheck that week. But they had, you had to put down a credit card as the customer to sign up for Blockbuster Online. So you'd get like a two week trial and then it would auto charge you. And they were just banking on everybody forgetting that they'd signed up. Yeah. That's how these things work. And, but because it was New England, I would just tell the customers that I'd be like, look, if you sign up for this, I get $10 and I'm losing my job. Now that was not true because I worked at another store until eventually it was true. I did the same thing once that mass app store. You're still working, but I would just be like, look, I'm losing my job. I'll get 10 bucks. You sign up for this. And if you write down your cell phone number on this post-it note, I will call you in a week to remind you to cancel it. And I would do that. And, uh, I don't know if I had anybody say, you know what? I'm going to keep it. I think everybody was just like, Oh fuck. Okay. Thanks, man. Thanks, bro. Yeah, because by then I've already gotten the ten bucks, and uh, you know you do that like fifteen times a shift, four shifts a week, like you're you're quadrupling your paycheck, like you're like and more than that, like you're getting way more money, and uh, yes, but you're actively selling yourself out of a job. Yeah, <laughs> a bad like, job. Like the people local to your store are coming in, and you're telling them they don't have to come in. Yeah, well, at that point the store is already closing. So you're just like, fuck it. Okay. Fuck it. Let's bail. But uh, although they, they did have, you did have to sell it in your normal store, like just all the time. And there were minimums you had to hit. So you had to, or you get written up. You had to help eliminate your own job. It's very cool. Wow. But, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I did that for Central Square, Woodertown, uh, Alewife. I covered, a I, sh- I, co- I, co- I covered one shift in Alewife. And it's actually the, a very nice shopping center now. Is it? Yeah. It nice. has a Whole Foods. Ooh. So it's actually not nice. <laughs> it's just expensive. What? Well, all I remember about the shift is that the store manager was an older lady. Not like old, but I was, you know, probably 22. And so she was probably in her 40s. And she was very blatantly hitting on me while we worked this one shift together. And she put on the movie Date Night with... uh Steve Carell and Tina Fey. Oh, okay. And uh Marky Mark is the is the sex pot in that one. That might be who you're thinking of. But Yeah, I often confuse Wahlberg with Bateman. <laughs> They're both cheeky with weird hair. But it's a it like I like I've watched Kung Fu Panda and Lord of the Rings. You had to watch very G or PG rated movies at Blockbuster because you're supposed to watch the fucking Blockbuster reel, but we'd all pretend that we lost it and then we'd get to watch, you know, G or PG rated movies. You just have to watch something where people look at the screen and are like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But (laughs) like, date night is, it's got some horny scenes. Like Tina Fey does a strip tease in it. It's very weird. I think Steve Carell might also do a strip tease in it. It's a, it, it, it has horny parts, but it's very strange and uncomfortable. 
And uh, I never covered another shift at that store. But that was my only time at Alewife. And then they were like, when the Mass Ave store shut down, they took us to Blue Man Group, which I thought that was kind of nice. Uh, it's just, I've never had a job. Like, That's I, a weird I, I worked at so many blockbusters that shut down. It was the only one that was like, look, we feel bad, so here's the Blue Man Group. And they offered to transfer me to Natick, which for those who know Boston, uh, I, I had a bicycle at the time. I did not have a car. You cannot get to Natick from Yeah, but you, back you Googled Bay. it at least once. Oh, You're I totally like, can did. I, can I do that? I totally did. I was like, is this at all possible? And it, I mean, it just would have been a, a horrific commu- I wouldn't have biked it. I'd have been biking, you know, to the T and taking God knows what to get out to Natick. No, no, but, you can uh, put your bikes on the front of T buses. That's true. That's yeah. what it would have been. That's what it fucking yeah. would have been. Until when I tried to leave and it was past the last bus run, and then I don't, I, I don't know how I would have gotten home from a an, an evening shift. That's why you brought the bike. <laughs> just ride the whole fucking way just on like ninety. Mile, yeah, just, yeah, just ten miles on ninety. But uh, yeah, so I, I decided to not take that job, and that's when I apply. I went to the Newbury Comics store on Newbury Street and applied there, and they were like, "We are not hiring, but the warehouse is." And that's when my life got fucking awesome because that job was so much fun. Yeah. It was not like a good job by any means, but like, but the exception of my college friends and Jimbo, all of my friends in Boston were made at that job. Cause, cause like the blockbuster friends, they don't live in Boston anymore. I don't think there might be one, actually one guy, one guy might still live there, but everybody else like moved away. So like my Boston contingent is like, a sm- like basically one college friend, Jimbo, and then a shit ton of people I met in Newbury Comics. <laughs> yep, in a warehouse underneath of a parking garage. Yep, for a shoe company. Ah, not man. even our own parking garage. I mean, we got to use it, but you know, they they let us use it. Yeah, dude that that neighborhood's changing. Yeah, you know? it's it's fancy now. Last time I seen it, there's a lot of tall buildings with like windows on them and shit. There's that I, that I, Bruins. I drive down there. That Bruins practice rink, the the Celtics one. But I, going down there now, and it's like, dude, there used to be just abandoned warehouses where homeless people like loved and fought. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And it was just like practice spaces. Every, like all those, like all the, like if they weren't abandoned, it was every, every shithead punk in the area starting a grindcore band <laughs> or learning to weld. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, oh. so that's, I'll, I'll, I'll pause there for me. But, uh, yeah, you, let me, uh, I'm looking at your list and I'm very excited because you've got, it's later down in your career, but you've got a lot of acronyms, just three letters that I know what I, like one of them stands for. Yeah. yeah oh, I no. Know, I know what two of them stand for. I know what CWA stands for. Ha. <laughs> nice. Suck it. Yeah. Uh, where, where did I get down to in my list? According to this list, you're at, uh, Deer Park dash trivia. All right. And then CWA. Right. Nice. And I don't remember you telling any of those stories and i love more specifically i love the cwa stories but uh so uh, yeah, the dark fucking, lord was <laughs> i cannot wait for the dark was lord. a champion yeah so so let, let's let let it rip my dude uh yeah so my first job out of out of college was going around to people's houses knocking on their doors uh after school 
you know, in the afternoon or till I think like eight o'clock is, is when we did, which would be fucking weird. Like somebody knocking on your door at eight o'clock, but I did it around neighborhoods in the DC area and Washington DC itself, uh, asking for money for an environmental group. And that sucked. I hated it so much and loved it so much. Like it was a job that, you know, if you didn't care about quota, you would lose your job in two weeks. But those were a good two weeks where you just get paid to like be driven to somebody's neighborhood and then get stoned like in, in the park and then just go back reeking of weed with no signatures. Hell yeah. Like I saw people do that. Yeah. There were people from the Occupy movement that, that would uh Whoa. work was, with us because I forgot it was at that time period. Yeah, because the Occupy K Street uh, was in, I think, McPherson Square, and that was pretty close to where our office was. So I'd walk by that every day. I mean, I saw the night that they ran them out of there with horses. That was pretty cool. I didn't realize horses were involved. Yeah. uh, Reagan can only hear me talking. It just gave me quite the look for the phrase, I didn't know horses were involved. (laughs) It's much less lascivious than it might sound. Yeah, yeah. It's actually uh very very political and uh foreshadowing. Yes. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> the Occupy movement was just a bunch of like shithead anarchists. You're not gonna talk about your illustrious jousting career? I only jousted amateurly. It was just for the love of the game. Purely amateur status. <laughs> uh but yeah. So if you did try at this job, what you would do is you would collect people's names, email addresses, phone numbers, and regular addresses in addition to their money. Mm-hmm. So you were going around in a neighborhood like not knowing anybody, unless you had been with the company for a while and you had a fantastic memory because you would meet thousands of people. Yes. So you would have to either remember these people or just they'd have to like you. But either way... They're all neighbors. A lot of them know each other. And <laughs> the funny part is, like, when you see people, it's like, oh, Linda signed this? I'm not signing this. Fuck Linda. <laughs> like, spiteful? Yeah, fuck your clipboard. Linda sucks. Uh, I got offered all manner of things. Uh, never never sexual favors, thankfully, <sighs> from, from either gender or all genders. But um, there there were some guns. Uh, right. I was never robbed, but people did not want me on their property. Okay. I met a very interesting man who said that uh, driving is a right, not a privilege, that you do not need a driver's license. Like, Whoa. That is not in the Constitution because there are two different constitutions. There's Constitution of the United States and Constitution for the United States. Dude. And I was like, all I could think about when talking to this guy is like, you're standing on the porch of like a pretty nice house. I mean, this has got to be like five bedroom, three and a half bath, like three story. Yeah. Near mansion in, in Northern Virginia dressed in nice clothes, like some really nice khakis and a, and a polo. And he looks like he takes care of himself, has a good job. Sure. And yet he's just, I don't know which pill he took, but he was like, yeah, the blue pill. Constitution of the United States, Constitution for the United States. Federal Reserve was set up as a as a company for the Queen, Queen of England. One of like, those pedantic libertarians. 
<laughs> I guess so. Just a sovereign just, citizen, just like I don't, or, or like, I don't obey the laws of a flag. What was it? The, it's the gold fringe that makes it. Oh, don't, don't they say that if there's a gold fringe, it's a maritime flag or something? And they're like, and we're not on the sea, so none of this counts and shit like that. Love those dudes. <laughs> it's like he was, yeah, a shift libertarian. Like he, you know, he he just clocked in to his libertarianism. <laughs> He was yeah. about to punch out and take his kids to like a soccer practice or, or you know watch his son's college lacrosse game or something. But yeah, but no, nope. Still had a few more minutes on the clock. <laughs> had to just go go off on you for some reason. I love those guys that think they have the cheat codes for cops, where they're like, no, 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 I don't need a license because there's a typo, and so therefore, you know, it's a glitch the- in the matrix, so none of this counts. But- uh no no Thomas Jefferson didn't have the exact command of spelling I'm sorry like, uh, spelling was more of an art and less of a science back then I also love the idea of you dealing with those people just like all right buddy <laughs> you're speaking my language hell what yeah should we do with all these donations sir let's sit down and talk. <laughs> Uh, I met some really cool hippie people who, who gave me a lot of money for, uh, I, I'm not even going to say it went to a good cause because it didn't. All we did was lobby with the money. So sure. we were just, we were just doing the, uh, the like Brad Pitt before he's, he gets Jonah Hill in Moneyball. We yes. were just, we were just playing the Yankees game on their, their field with their level, <laughs> just with our, our meager, you know, pocket change. But the lobbying worked. America famously has 100% clean water. That's true. I mean, I did help increase taxes. Obama once drank some water in a place, and so therefore, it's all clean. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. We haven't, we have not fracked in, in the last three decades. Nope, we don't frack at all. Yeah. Not even once. Not nope. even once. But these were the types of things that I would talk to people about, and, uh, you know, some people were like the D.C. area. So some people are just Republicans. or They're just like, hey, fuck you, hippie boy. I fucking love fracking. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, other people, you know, would would just play dumb or, you know, say no speak English. Like in that accent. I got a real couple of rude ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the craziest and most eye-opening time was in a neighborhood called Eckington and everybody was extremely nice it was a very nice experience the whole shift working but a dude who I had talked to earlier was just like hey you've been knocking on everybody's door asking for money we were getting into our car to leave yeah uh uh and this is at like a gas station in the neighborhood but he was like hey you've been asking like everybody for money knocking on their door uh like everybody knows this like please please leave <laughs> it is it is now dangerous for you <laughs> oh oh no if, if anybody has given you money other people know that you have that money now you're all together in a car like, yeah that's a good leave, point leave us um and yeah it, i'm surprised that people didn't rob me like the fucking license guy yeah i'm surprised he wasn't just like yeah you know what you don't need a license for is guns. This gun. My constitution. <laughs> although although he probably had an issue with like checks and money 
and credit card numbers. He he probably took issue with all of it. Yeah. Still and, on the clock. And famously, those dudes love to have a problem with age of consent. That's also that's a big <laughs> one for those guys. They love oh, not to say, all of them. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. The I'm loudest kidding. ones, the loudest <laughs> ones, make it a talking point. I know. Which uh, um, I mean, it helps identify them because you're immediately well, like, no, just get out of here. <laughs> knock it off. It's a, it's like having a bumper sticker. It's just like, cool. I'm gonna disregard really everything else. Thank you. Yep. Uh, but the best person that I worked with at this job, I mean, there were some characters. We had, we had some Occupy movement people. We had a couple of lifers, like old guys who, who never made any money, but yes. like, the young people in charge couldn't take it on themselves to fire them. Uh, the, the actual lobbyist that we had was, was the mayor of the town where I went to college. Okay. And I gave him shit about parking tickets. How'd that go? He he was a good natured guy, so he he took it well. Okay. Also, you know, I you know I did it from a place of love. Yeah. And hate you're, you know we all hate parking tickets. Yeah. He knows that. And you're a cheeky fella. Exactly. But the the best guy by far was the Dark Lord. And yes. We called we called the Dark Lord the Dark Lord because he always wore black like a black button down and black slacks, black dress shoes and and belt. Uh, the boys a really ton nice- bomb. Oh yeah. <laughs> Always had like black sunglasses too. Uh I mean, when I worked this job it was like spring and summer of 2012. And it gets warm in the DC area. It does. Uh, but Swampy. He, yeah, he stuck to it. And the reason he was so great is he would only work like two or three days a week and not tell the bosses when he was coming in. But he was so good at making money that they were okay with that. Fuck yeah. And when he would, he would run between houses. So <laughs> if it was cool, he'd have a trench coat on too, but just a dude in all black running around your neighborhood between houses. <laughs> like, like it was the matrix. Yeah. Already Didn't, ridiculous. He had those tiny little sunglasses too, right? He did have many pairs of sunglasses. Uh, he had, he had some of the Neo ones, like the Neo Oakleys. Yeah. But he, uh, he also had some of the tiny Morpheus ones that just like clipped to your nose. Yeah. Fuck. It was, it was creepy. Fuck I mean, yeah. he was big, he was Matrix dude. Yeah. Hell yeah, just dude. 10 years too late. That rules. Uh, but he had tons and tons of papers in his like clipboard. He had like one of those clipboards that was actually more of a box. Nice. <laughs> and he had a joke or a story or an anecdote about a lot of them. Uh, he had like a fish sticker on the back of it that he named. And some people like we would go to the same neighborhoods year after year. Like you have to wait a year before you can go back, I guess is a law. Or oh. that was our that was our policy. I That's don't know. nice. That's nice. Who who knows? But he he had done it long enough and gone to enough neighborhoods that he knocked on some of the same doors, and people were like, "Yeah, I remember Skippy the Shark." <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I don't I don't know what his pitches were because you know we would do like training before we went out to to the neighborhoods. Yeah, he never showed up for that. He always showed up at like going out time <laughs> just time time to when it was time to sprint in a trench pretty cut. much 
I'd, sometimes he would just show up when we were there. <laughs> and like we didn't ride out with him and he would just ride back. And he had just made money for the company. But like it's just how he rolled. He was a little more free. Hell yeah, uh, dude. But he two of the best stories that he had, one was um a Hispanic guy answered the door and did not like speak any English. Uh but he he still had something for this and so he he was trying to explain through his his clipboard box who he was and what he was doing. So he had a picture of like dolphins jumping. Like like <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> uh like a like a Lisa Frank trapper keeper. Nice. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. S- something like that. You know, something real real pretty. And then he had like a fish kill in like black and white and red. <laughs> Fuck. And so he he pointed to the dolphin, the Lisa Frank, and was like, thumbs up. Fish kill, thumbs down. And then he pulled out like a check that somebody else had given. <laughs> and the guy gave him ten bucks. Fuck. Yeah. That rules. Yeah, dude. Um and the other one, I'm not sure of of their affiliation. Uh, but he, we would knock on doors and ring doorbells mm-hmm. and, you know, there are some people that don't want you doing that at their house. Yes. I know that because, cause I'd done it a lot. Yes. And, and like I said, you know, there, there have been guns, but he, uh, I guess he knocked on like, a a drug dealer's, uh, door and he, the, the guy, you know, only talked to him through the crack, but he was like, Hey, come back at like eight o'clock. Like w- Whenever you're getting out of here, like come back later. That's that's when I'll have the money. All right. Yeah. And so he went back. Wh- why I don't know because he's a dark yeah, lord. I guess I would never go <laughs> back. He's a fucking dark lord. But uh, he said he went back and they brought him in and they just covered whatever was on the uh, table with newspapers. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and there were like eight dudes in there, and each of them gave him like at least some money. Now, I don't that know rules. if these these stories are fabrication. I don't know that. But all the things that people have told me about the Dark Lord ended up being true. Like when when people were like just just wait till he shows up. Just <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. Hell, and then then he takes yeah. off running <laughs> full long sleeves, black pants, dress shoes in like Maryland spring. Fuck yeah. Ah, wild. Well, uh, I think that'll do it for this episode's, uh, work stories. We, we definitely have plenty more. I've got a jet to do some things that maybe we'll talk about later if they come to fruition. But, uh, Jimbo, you got any advice for people trying to work at Blockbuster? Don't. Fantastic. And as we say every week, go fuck yourself. God fuck us, everyone.